Obviously, uh, the Dead Sea uses improvisation as a major composition tool. Absolutely. It's, it's increased over time, and it was always an aspect of what we did, but as time has gone on, we've relied on it more and more, and we now don't really generally perform any kind of predetermined repertoire. Do you, you have to let go to well, operate on this kind of level. Obviously, yeah, it's all about the kind of you know, left hemisphere, right hemisphere kind of thing. And, but I don't think, I mean, that's brain chemistry. I don't think it's necessarily mystical. You can express how you feel about it, in mystical terms, but I don't personally, I'm a very kind of, a, I guess philosophically I'm a materialist and I'm not really too much into that kind of thing, but they're valid metaphors and they can describe the sensation of, of what we do as a, as a collective entity, certainly. Now, something completely different to that. Live for the first time on television, network or otherwise, it's one of the most extraordinary bands New Zealand's ever produced. Love them or hate them, I don't give a damn. We've got the Dead Sea, they're absolutely marvellous. Welcome everyone, this is That Record Got Me High, I am Rob Elba, it's great to have all of you here again. Still, the last episode I recorded, I was getting a cold, and now I'm getting over my cold, so I'm still, uh, sickness, the sickness is still in me a little, but uh, I think it'll be fine. I, I don't hear good, so it's like my ears are all clogged up, but that doesn't really affect you guys, so I don't even know why I brought it up. But uh, it's appropriate, the way I feel now is appropriate for the our guest and the record, I think, <laughs> that we're talking about. So I am going to welcome to the show. He is already right here with me, not here with me, with me over Zoom, Mr. Joe Tunis. Welcome to the show, Joe. Hey, how's it going, Rob? It's great. It's going great. It's great to have you here again, Joe. I'm perpetually stuffy, so it's Are you really? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm uh, always stuffy, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Joe, uh, for those of you who don't know, he is the president and founder. I just said president and founder. Is that good of uh, Carbon Records? Sure, yeah. <laughs> I just made it. I, I, I like said, that sounds good. Uh, yeah. The, the president and founder of Carbon Records uh, drummed for Pingo. And are, are you still, is, is Turd still a thing? Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, Nuge <laughs> and I haven't played in forever. Uh, we're both in Pango. Right. And so when we've gotten together over the past, like, couple of years, it's usually Pango-based. Okay. So Pango's more or less the more, uh, ongoing project. Oh, yeah. okay. But, but Turd is, uh, more fun to say, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With, uh, two U's, by the way. T-U-U-R-D. Yeah, finished. Uh, yeah. so you're in Rochester still, right? Yep. Rochester, New York, yeah. There you go. Beautiful Rochester. Um, Rat Bastards, home away from home. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, uh, Joe, let's just get into it now because the record you brought, don't forget, whatever record someone brings, I have to listen to it for a week, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and this, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say right now, this is challenge. This is a challenging record. It, not, uh, not everyone's going to get it. Uh, I didn't think I got it at first. And then, uh, as with most things, you sort of... You know, you, you you listen to it a couple times and you kind of get an idea because there's usually there's usually a reason why someone is going to bring a record in, especially uh, and a record that's been uh, talked about and it has been talked about. And uh, so, go ahead, Joe. I, I keep rambling. Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, the record I brought is the Dead Sea's Trapdoor Fucking Exit. There you go. Uh, came that's... out, yeah. Came out on Silk Breeze. Well, it technically came out on cassette on Precious Metal which was one of the band members' label back in 90 right. on cassette, and then Silpery's released on CD. And it wasn't until tonight until I realized I didn't have it on vinyl because it doesn't exist on vinyl. Oh, really? I, I was wondering like, that. I was going to ask you that because it's funny. Like When you see the, the, the listing for it, they do have a side one and side two, but I guess that's taken from the cassette, from the original cassette. Right, yeah. Yeah, it was put out twice on CD, I guess. Um, right around the same time, though, both still breeze related. Right. Yeah. All right. So these guys are from where? Uh, New Zealand. Right. New Zealand. And you got uh, Bruce Russell uh, on guitar, Michael Morley on vocals, guitar, and Robbie Yates on drums. But they're not, I mean, 
All right, let's get. Were you? Were you? Real quick though, were you familiar at all with the Dead Sea? Of course not. No, no, I never. Oh, okay. I mean, all right. I mean, I'm sure at some point Rat told me, "I guys suck. They, they think they're the Dead Sea or something." And I, I totally probably didn't pay attention to him. But uh, <laughs> no, no, this is uh, yeah. And um, of course, one thing I saw, they have been called one of the most interesting bands in the world by Thurston Moore. And it's right. like, you know, I'm getting tired of Thurston. It's like, okay, He's, Thurston. Who's hey, this? I got to tell you, he, tur- he turned me, I think it was kind of him who turned me on to this band back okay. in the day. Okay. He dropped the name in some interview right. in, you know, I don't know what, like Spin or something like that back okay. in probably 90, 91. I guess he has good. So that, that's yeah. you're, you're you're allowed to. I just get I don't know. I get annoyed. I see when you see some people's names pop up like a lot, you know. <laughs> so maybe he's sort of getting into Dave Grohl territory for me, where I just there's nothing wrong with them, <laughs> but I just hear their name too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I get uh, annoyed. All right. So what uh, what I was gonna say about you know uh, Joe, I was thinking, you know, to some, you know, music means different things to different people and and also you know what someone would classify as music and what someone would just call noise like someone who's like a only listens to classical music probably thinks every record we've ever done on the show is noise you know to them right right yeah so to you know to maybe more of a just traditional rock fan this is going to be this is going to be like noise to them this is going to yeah. be like these guys can't play and these you know yeah, what completely. is this what the fuck I started- is this I had to really kind of pull. I, I've been listening to the record kind of nonstop all week. Right. I mean, I listen yeah, me to too. Me a too. ton. They're like, you know, I've kind of three favorite bands and they're one of them. So I have nearly everything by them. There's a lot of stuff that's really hard to get early stuff. Um, and I listen to them a lot, play them a lot on my radio station, stuff like that. Um, but I specifically listen to this record over and over and over. And it's a really normal sounding record to me it is. because I listen to this and, and weirder stuff. Um, but I was thinking, I'm like, God, I've, yeah, I've tried to play some of the stuff that I think is really normal to my neighbors. And they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, that's a racket. Right. And, you know? and it isn't mess. even that way out to you, right? You're like, oh, the, yeah, well, I don't right. appreciate this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the last time I was on the show, we talked about Borrow Pond. Yes. And my neighbor uh, was like, play me some Borrow Pond. You're always talking about this band, play it. And I put it on and she was like, that's horrible. Oh, that's really? Because no, I really noise. like that's I, nothing. Yeah, I mean, you really like, turned me and Barry on to that band. We both really oh, like good. that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, one of my other top three favorite bands. All right, um, awesome. but you know, it's one of those things that I, I I had to pull myself back this week while I was listening to this. Going, okay, what do you know? People who listen to quote normal music would hear when they hear this, and I I liken it to you know someone looking at abstract art and going that's just a mess exactly well exactly you know, and anybody it, can do it and they don't know what they're doing right and it, right it, and, yeah, and you can apply that same thing to this yes it, exactly yeah. i was thinking like but at the end of the day you kind of you have to take away your preconceptions on what a band should sound like what a rock band should be what rock music it's like that's out the door because these these guys obviously don't care about that they don't give a shit about that they're, they weren't right. interested they're not interested in that they're but they're but they're interested in doing something else and they're doing something and and so once you get that out of your head that you're going to listen because once in a while things will come up and you go oh that that sounds kind of bluesy almost and that almost has a beat almost but <laughs> that's not the, the the point of any of this it's like you know uh, if, if things like that could pop up by accident almost, but it's not uh, the point of it. But uh, like I said, after, you know, third, fourth go around, 
it 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 starts to make more uh more sense as you know once i got once i got over the fact that oh, okay no this is not Sonic Youth. It's not even Sonic Youth where you love people love who love rock. A lot of people love Sonic Youth because they bring in the noise stuff, but they still also have that rock and roll thing in there, you know, and it's a very sure. fine line. But this is not interested in any of that, you know, and it's just right. uh, that, that's not the point. Uh, but yeah, you get a definite uh, mood, you know, from listening to it. And and to me, something like this is more of a piece it's obviously not like songs like oh you got to hear this song although there are some standout songs on this i would say mm-hmm. but uh but they're the 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 longer tracks because i think it's more something that has to be taken as a whole and sort of lived in you know and sort of uh experienced uh, you know like you said like going into a museum and you know sitting and staring at this thing that looks like nothing but uh if you just sort of give yourself up to it you could sort of it could it could be everything to you you know Right. Yeah. yeah, I I look at these guys as punk rock. Like, I right, I grew right, up, right. I I'm too young. You know, I was born in '70, so I was too young to be into punk. You know, as a kid, um, and then by the time I got into music, kind of you know, punk was sort of you know like Ramones and Sex Pistols and stuff was kind of done. I didn't get into music really until I was like 16 or so. Right. Um. So I started listening to my boss turned me on to Sonic Youth and the Swans and, um, you know, the Pixies and right, stuff like right, that. Right. Like, you know, the college rock at the time. Post like, rock or 86, 87. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so I never, and, and you know, and I try to listen to like punk now, like older punk now, and, and most of it I just don't, I think you needed to be there or be a certain age um, to kind of get it. And I don't, it's I find true it because a like, lot of it just sounds very traditional and the Ramones, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Um, I'm older than you, obviously. So when I first heard the Ramones, it was like the fastest thing I'd ever heard and insane. And now you listen to it now, most of it's like kind of slow, you know, and it's just Right, not, yeah, it's mid-tempo, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. so it's just, you know, it, 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 time means a lot with a lot of these things and when you hear it, so. Yeah, right. it's true. Uh, sex, I mean, the Sex Pistols, Never Mind the Balls is a fucking great album. I love that album, but it's it's just a fucking rock album, basically, you know. I mean, yeah, it, I tried to go. I go. I tried to go back and listen to records like that, and I just I don't find them interesting. Yeah, well, of course, because you're already beyond <laughs> all that. Weird. You're you're past no, all I that, mean, Joe. No, it's not even that. You know, I don't know. It's it's weird. Like, um, I mean, there's records that are cher- you know, that I cherish from my youth that came out then. That other people, if they didn't hear it, then they go back and listen to it, and they're like, "That wasn't that great," you right, know. But right, it's like right. it means a lot to you if you know when you're in high school and college and stuff. It does, like that. yeah, it's true, yeah. it's true. But as much as something like these bands obviously mean a lot to you, and it's and all right. So I was saying, uh, post some people can call it post rock or noise rock, and which hate I could hear Tom Smith saying, "Oh, genres, you know, the bullshit <laughs> genres." But it's like it, sometimes it's easy to. Uh, as a shortcut to try and, you know, explain what a band's like. But I would say to other people, you can compare to parts of it. You can compare if people are like uh, Sonic Youth and Perubu yeah. and the early, Ball. early Sonic Youth, I think. Right. And exactly. You know, and yeah. And the Velvet Underground, too. I mean, if you want to go back. Yes. They, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've been I've been um, I came late to the Velvet Underground. So years ago, my buddy. I, I was like, I need to listen to him, and he gave me White Lightweight Heat. great at like introducing me to the right record right, from the band right, right. when i ask him like and he knows kind of my taste so he's like here listen to this so he sort of guided me in that band yeah yeah and uh so yeah over the last like couple of years i've been buying like all these really great bootlegs of the early stuff too uh and then that documentary came out you know like a couple of weeks ago and you know i already i knew about like the lamont young um connection and tony right. conrad i don't know if you know who tony conrad is he's i've heard the name buffalo. yeah the yeah he's a buffalo guy uh he passed away a few years ago but we got to play with him um but you listen to the early uh velvet underground and there's total noise roots original they were that the, stuff original noise yeah. band yeah yeah <laughs> i mean like yeah uh, lou reed gets a lot of credit for metal machine music um 
that, you know, the double record. I don't know if you're familiar with oh, that yeah. double record oh, that yeah. he put out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but but you listen to like the first couple of Velvet Underground records, and I had it playing in the car. My sister was here visiting. And she's six years older than me. She was visiting a couple weeks ago, and I had it just in the background. And at some point, I turned the radio off. I was just like, thank God, what <laughs> was that? And it was like European Sun, or you know, oh, like right, right. to me, it's. No. Normal, but, but you know, your John family probably like, thinks you're uh, your family uh, they, probably thinks they don't you're get nuts, it. right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, completely. There's yeah. something wrong with you. But. No, they're constantly asking that question. <laughs> yes, my kids ask that question. They're like, "You're related to those people." Uh, yes. <laughs> um, so one thing before we get into the record, one thing I read, uh, Bruce Russell uh, said about it. It was largely he said uh, about this about trapdoor fucking exit. It was largely a, a rehearsal done with a guy called Chris Hazelwood playing extra guitar. He said the only time we ever played with him, really, it was quite interesting, the effect that he had on the band having three guitars instead of two. And he could actually play, which was serious, because Michael can sort of play the guitar, but I certainly can't. <laughs> right. And this is yeah, the, the guitar player in the band talking. <laughs> yeah. You, I, if you're not familiar, you should track down any interviews with Bruce Russell or writings he's done. Um, well, he's a yeah, really right. eloquent writer. Well, he famously his, wrote something called the Free Noise Manifesto, yeah. right? Yep, yep, yep. Right. So that's probably like your that's your um, uh-huh. <laughs> Bible, right? The Bible, exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, basically, he was trying to make the point that there's that there's more to music than just writing a pop song, writing a perfect mm-hmm. pop song. Like that's, you know, there, there's more to it. And that's, so that's what I was saying. That's kind of like, you have to take the idea of what a song should be, what a band should be out of your head, because that's just not what this is about and not what they were about. Right. Yeah. And on this record, this record, and then the, the, well, one before this was Usa Kills, which was on Flying Nun. So that was kind of a weird, big thing for them. Um, and they, they cover like a T-Rex song on there, which I didn't know for the longest time that it was a T-Rex song. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> wow, I was they, oblivious they to that stuff, song. yeah. Um, awesome. But they, they did more song-related stuff, and on this thing, it's about maybe half and half, like short kind of songs and then soundscape-type stuff. And then a couple records after this, they sort of, some of those songs come back that are on this record. They kind of more recordings of those songs. Right, right. Then about three records after this, then they go really total like free improv free noise sounding stuff right because they obviously s- they sort of drop the song kind of thing yeah 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 but but, but I, I mean, love the song stuff i mean that's cool that's kind of cool they're obviously i mean they're 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 artists as much as a band they're they're artists and they're mm-hmm. obviously not going to stay and do the same thing they're going to go wherever they want to go i saw they have a compilation album which i saw like um titled vain erudite and stupid <laughs> selected works oh yeah 1987 2005 which was uh, released in 2006 and that's cool because that's kind of like a compilation like covering their whole first uh, 20 years almost you know yeah which yeah is- the couple songs on here um like sky and bone and power those keep coming up in uh, other releases after this right and they're and even this release, there was a this. I think it's the CD version. Maybe I have. There's like quote acoustic versions of those. Yeah, songs. yeah, and they're on Spotify, and they're definitely worth. I mean, if, if someone's yeah. gonna get into it and is into it, they're worth uh, listening to too because they definitely they exp- it expands on things. And uh, also, I should mention, I couldn't get this on uh, on their on a Bandcamp, but there is they do have a Bandcamp, and they do have releases that you could actually buy on Bandcamp because I always try and do that first, you know. Yeah, yeah, and they're actually um, Bruce has been reissuing. I basically posting stuff to Bandcamp right uh of his solo work which is called well it's kind of a duo a handful of dust oh okay okay Alistair Galbraith plays with them uh but a lot of times it's like Bruce solo too I think um but they've been releasing those and some Dead Sea stuff up there and they're still putting out records like well as much as anybody can put out records right now right all right, so the first track, Heaven, immediately, it, 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 you know, it starts right away. You have to adjust, like you said, adjust your expectations as to what you're listening to because it starts out just very noisy right from the start, but then it, uh, then it morphs into this, like, sludgy, dirgy, uh, almost like garage rock, like freeform garage rock mm-hmm. uh, with vocals uh, on this one. So I'm gonna, I, I brought it in a little bit into the, uh, the song Heaven, but uh, let's listen to a little snippet from... Days from my childhood 
I would say, in a way, this is almost the most tuneful thing on the record, believe it or not, because they do, they're almost harmonizing at certain points uh, with each other. Two of them are singing. But uh, so I was going to ask you, Joe, so when you heard, when you saw um, Thurston Moore reference them, was, was this the first thing you, you heard of them? Um, oh, music wise? No, I don't think so. I think the first thing I ever heard was my buddy Nuge came back from, uh, we, we got back from a summer of college and, um, he would bring back just a stack of music that he bought over the summer. Okay. And just so and, everyone knows, he doesn't mean uh, uh, Ted Nugent. He's not from Oh, not Ted Nugent. No. no. <laughs> Some other Nuge. Um, yeah, another Nuge. The okay. Nuge. Um, yeah, and he brought back Usa Kills, which is the record, like, just like a year before this. Oh, okay. Um, and that's the one that was on Flying Nun, which is... Oh, um, right, you know, yeah. But Flying Nun's, you know, big... New Zealand label, yes, not right. a lot of pop stuff and rock stuff, and right, and yeah, somehow they land at the CD on Flying Nun. I'm not sure, but uh, <laughs> Usa Kills is the one that they cover the T Rex song on and stuff like that. Oh, okay, okay, um, but so that you... was the first thing I heard from them, right? And I I quickly taped it and fell in love with it. Um, but the, it was really it was kind of hard to find their stuff. Um, oh yeah, I'm Rochester. sure, I'm sure, yeah. So this one, did you, 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 so you got this one when it was already on CD, right? That's when you got, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've never gotten any of the precious metal releases. Um, not the old ones, right. They're all wicked hard to find. They probably barely made it out of there. There may be at, you know, Thurston's house and Byron Cole's house <laughs> right. and Tom Lax's house. And then that's it. And then the rest of them are over in New Zealand and like, you know, basements and stuff. Right. All right, so uh, so then things things get a little heavier and a little more aggressive. This, this song just has a great, uh, just a great title. Uh, let's listen to uh-huh. a little bit of "Hell Is Now." Joe, I was going to ask you, what did they make of them in New Zealand? Like, what do you think they made of them there? Because, I mean, I mean, like you said, how did they get on Flying Nun? But maybe just because they were there, you know, and they were, well, these guys, you know, and they're obviously serious about what they're doing. So, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm not really sure. <laughs> I'm just, um, know, I'm I mean, you know, at the time, uh, Bruce was running Expressway, which was a label um, that he did, a cassette label and that stuff like sold like crazy but again they were like really small editions so i don't know how much of a you know following they had there i know there's a there's a clip on youtube that you can see where they're on like a top of the pops kind of show oh really oh my god but in new zealand yeah and they do i forget what song they do they might do power or sky they might be do one of these right uh more song ones on this one and you know the the host's treat them sort of okay but it's also sort of a little tongue-in-cheek jokey like oh right. look at these guys who yeah, are yeah, just banging yeah. on the guitars you know yep um yeah yeah <laughs> it's really odd to see that because it's like i wanted to say like most of the recordings sound like this they're very like live kind of sounding recordings and i always wonder you know i i i view that as like another uh member of the band you know oh, how right, some people right. say like, oh, the recording engineer is another member of the band or the studio is another member of the band. And I get that like with like Krautrock and stuff. But this, I think the the aesthetic of the recording style lends a ton to it. Like, right, if right. The, if the drums were mic'd like crazy, um, it 
it wouldn't sound the way it sounds. No, I think it wouldn't have the feeling that it has. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, it's it, it's very like found. It gives it a very found sound quality. Like almost like right. the whole the whole all three of them were just sort of found. Someone stumbled upon them making noise right. and uh, like yeah, some yeah. tape in a yeah trunk somewhere. Right, right. So the Robbie and Robbie plays like on that last track and a bunch of tracks on this. He plays and I can't tell if he has any other drum but a snare. I know. And well, like I was wondering, symbol. is there a kick, but it's just not mic. But then I'm thinking, no, I don't think there is. Sometimes um, you can kind of maybe hear, and you hear some toms later maybe there's on, to- like a yeah, tom, it's tom, but probably not a kick. Yeah, it's real minimal. But he's like, you know, he's a drummer, drummer. Like, is he really? This is a guy I was wondering that. Yeah, he played in Verlaine's and stuff like that. Like, okay. he knows what he's doing. Yeah, it's. I think, you know, to see someone who can do that. You know, normally there was a guy that we toured with uh, back years ago with Rat too. Uh, Andy Alper, and he had a project. His solo project was was called "You Can Unlearn Guitar." Right, and right. It, and it was to teach, yeah, it was to teach guitar players, accomplished guitar players, how to unlearn what they know, so they can write something that was actually tasteful. That's so and awesome. That, that that's like Rat's manifesto. Because I swear, exactly people, right. Like people who know, like I've I've known Rat like over thirty years, and I remember when he used to actually play guitar, and he's a really good guitar player. But it's just uh-huh. you know, he said, oh, I had to unlearn all that shit. <laughs> When you you know when you see him play solo lot now, right? If you don't if you don't know, you'd be like he's just a mess. But like knowing how hard it is to do what he's doing, you're like, oh, he knows what he's doing. Oh, he like, does. He's got yeah. everything. He's tuned. He's perfect. got a, 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 spe- a, a, a zone open tuning in there, and oh yeah, he, yeah. he does know what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he well he he fashions himself a rock star, a, a bit of a rock star. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So this next one, this one starts off almost like a real song, Mighty. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of Mighty. because it's almost like a chorus like he's singing mighty yeah. like it's a chorus now <laughs> I, I was gonna ask you do you pay because a lot of the stuff you listen to is obviously uh musical more music so do you pay attention to lyrics much at all i i do um i mean you know growing up i did of course um but even like i'll be singing along with stuff and i'll be like wow they're saying some really fucked up stuff like because <laughs> i you know at a certain point i just not not just these guys like other bands too right, like right, even right. velvet underground like I, I just, you know, it becomes more of a sound and instrument to me. Right. Um, but these, like, in fact, that, like, his line, uh, I prefer the grass to the fucking concrete, is, like, one of the best lines. Yeah, that, yeah, it's I great. love that line. The, the, a couple of these songs that are on here, like, they're just really good lyrics. Um, they might not be a love song or, you know what I mean? Like, no, um, no, but he is, yeah, he's singing about shit and I can, you know, it could be yeah. just free association, but even if it is, if you're a re- reasonably intelligent person, you could free associate some good shit. So yeah, right, that's, right, what, right. Uh, that's what's going on here. Yeah. I was wondering, cause yeah, like I, that, that jumped out at me too. When he says, I think I prefer the grass to the fucking concrete. That is a great line. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, and then it does, uh, they use feed, obviously they use the feedback a lot, but, the, but they use it really well because like I said, a lot of this is just sort of you know I, I, creating a mood isn't even the right thing to say but i don't know what it is right. it's like uh, it's textures textures a painting yeah, it's like painting yeah. with a, a different brush and the brush of feedback they use uh they use well <laughs> yeah yeah if you watch uh if you watch that video i was telling you about the I, I it's not a top of the pops but like the new zealand pop tv show you could see like bruce just is playing an amp with a guitar you know what I mean? Yeah, he's yeah, not right, tradition. Right, right. He's not holding guitar traditionally. Um, and I saw them live in Philly. Uh, 
oh god like five six seven years ago it's probably 10 years ago um and the same thing like michael's playing a guitar kind of like a guitar player but bruce uses it to create sound right 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 this episode of that record got me high is brought to you by our patrons at patreon what is patreon It's a platform that lets you support artists and creators that you love. Just go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and pick a membership level and you could help support the show that you're listening to right now. We have special patron curated episodes. We have a newsletter. We do shout outs. It's a lot of fun and help you feel more connected to a show that I'm assuming you like because you're listening to it right now. So if you want to become a patron, go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and become a patron today. I would really appreciate it. Um, all right, so appropriately, this next one, uh, because of its title, Power, it's a, it's pretty heavy, maybe like one of the heaviest ones on here. Uh, but they, it, it <laughs> another thing I noticed is that they won't, you, at, at first, uh, like, you might, if, if someone's not used to this, they would be waiting for them to lock into a groove, and that's not going to happen, you know? <laughs> they're not, yeah, they're not, they're not interested in locking into a groove. So it gives it all a very sort of queasy, uneasy momentum you know because it's not uh it's not locking into a groove which normally you know rock music that's what you're listening for so it it ends up rocking but it rocks on their own terms you know (laughs) uh let's listen to a little bit of power Like I said, it rocks, but it rocks, you know, for them uh, on their own terms. Yeah. So, all right. uh, As much as like, I feel like it's kind of, it sounds dumb to try and compare them to other bands. Although there's probably bands you you listen to that maybe you could compare them to more. Probably bands that, uh, that they've influenced, right? Because this, I I keep, I had to remind myself that this came out in uh, 90 uh, and they've been together since the 80s. Um, But this next one and some of the other stuff on here myself i'm reminded of uh, godspeed you black emperor just because when they add uh other uh, you know other found sounds and things like that uh that definitely reminds me of uh godspeed you black emperor but i I imagine they would probably be annoyed if they heard someone say (laughs) i'm just guessing you know and their french canadian accents yes right Um. (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah uh, no, you know, I don't think they would be annoyed by it, though. No, uh, you don't? Okay, cool. I, no, I, I can almost see them playing shows. I don't think they ever played shows with them, but... Right. Um, yeah, I would think it would work. No, I think so, too. Yeah. I, they're definitely yeah, yeah. A kindred spirits, I would say, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, po- politically they are, too, but they're both very left. I mean, that last song, Power, I don't know you got from the lyrics, but it's very pretty much anti-imperialistic. Right, right. Um, oh, song. okay, yeah. And oh, they've look at reissued, that. So you are paying they, attention to the lyrics, Joe. Oh, yeah. And they, <laughs> they reissued that song again. There was like, a, I forget what year it was, uh, but it was like the Fallujah version. Um, right. So it was very, you know, anti, you know, U.S., you know, going into Iraq and stuff like that. Ah, okay. Um, nice. Yeah, but that song, like that song's one of my favorite songs. My, my daughter had a, um, a couple of years ago, she was in high school in like, a music theory class, I think it was. And the teacher's like, hey, ask your parents like what their favorite song is. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to fuck with them a little bit, right? Yes. Just a little. So I was like, Power by the Dead Sea. And she's like, what? And I played it for her. She's like, okay. And and because they had to play it in the in, <laughs> in the class. Did you get called into school? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. But like, I find like, you know, again, that for me, that's a punk record. Like there it's right. anti-system, you yeah, know, it's yeah. breaking the rules of what a quote song is. Right. Um, and yeah, I just, you know, the lyrics on that thing, I just love, I mean, I named my podcast after a lyric in that thing. So. Oh, of, okay. So, nice. And the, yeah. the name of your podcast is? My teeth need attention. Oh, that's right. My teeth. Uh, you know, I'm so bad at putting that together. I should have put that together because I knew that. It's got to be my back is sore, which is <laughs> the case too. But My teeth need attention. Yeah. All right. So Barry, like I said, Barry, there's like two parts to it, but it's basically a whole suite. It's almost uh, 20 minutes, uh, but it starts out uh, like this. Let's hear a little bit of the beginning of Barry. What is that exactly? What is that being played there? I I always thought it was some kind of preacher. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a preacher that's what it or sounds something. Like. It, it, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But very, uh, you know, ear, obviously eerie sounding. It, it definitely. Um, and then I don't know. I, you know, some of you, some some of you are probably going to think that I drank the Kool Aid. Oh, Rob drank the Kool Aid. But I swear to God, after about I don't know how long is it? Like eight minutes or so. The the final twelve minutes. The, the drums come out and then it's just kind of got this throbbing. You know what I'm talking about? Like this mm-hmm. sort of throbbing yep. tone that sounds like it's breathing. And I'll tell you, when you're when you're driving alone at night and <laughs> listening to that, it's something, you know? I You know, I've listened to the Dead Sea Records and Gate, which is Michael Morley's solo project, multiple times driving like back home from Buffalo. So Buffalo Rochester is about an hour drive or so. Right. So sometimes we'd go out there to see shows. And you'd be driving back. Oh, Buffalo also has a 4 a.m. drinking hour thing. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So shows are wicked late. So you'd be driving home and it's really late and you throw this stuff on on like a, the desolate highway. And it's just, yeah. yeah. You, All right. You have so to listen. watch because you, you have to watch. You don't zone out. I know. It's true. All right. So yeah. let's listen to a little bit very deep into uh, Barry. Let's listen. There's that that throbbing, breathing shit that I was talking about, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's great. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's. Uh, I, I imagine someone that's just not into this would have already turned off this episode by now. <laughs> <I would say. laughs> All right, so now we get uh, side two. I guess the original uh, cassette. This is side two. Sky is almost a song, and you know, I think actually this may be because I think now that I think about it, I saw a video of them playing. I think it might have been this song. Oh, this might be the one that they planned. Uh, yeah, on that yeah. TV show. And yeah, yeah. the interesting thing I noticed about this, Joe, is that uh, you know it's got the the drumming and the singing, but the guitar feedback is the thing that's making melody. The actual melody is made just by his the guitar feedback. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's like rock and roll, but like rock and roll made by aliens that that don't really understand what <laughs> rock and roll is or something like that. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know, maybe something like that. All right, let's listen to a little bit of Sky. 
Joe, you, you never got a chance to see these guys live, right? I, yeah, I did. Oh, um, you did? So, they, yeah, they came over to the state. I mean, they've been to the States a number of times, um, but the most recent time, man, I want to say it's like five or six years ago, they, they played like a show. I think they were playing like New York and Philly. Then they flew to L.A., so oh, wow. it was only like three shows, like, you know, whoever right. booked them. Was because like, no one in the middle flight. of the country would want to hear that. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, and I, you know, it'd be hard for them to tour and it stuff like hard, that. But, yeah. uh, but what happened, what, what was a bummer was Robbie Yates, the drummer, he had like a passport issue or stuff, so he could not uh, come. Oh, that so sucks. what they did was they brought like recordings of him. And because uh, Michael already plays like he's the guy that does the sampler type stuff and plays samples of like, right. you know, the preacher and stuff like that. So they played like backing tracks oh, okay. uh, that <laughs> so Robbie played. Like, like a track act, like a Britney yeah. Spears or and something. Then, <laughs> and then, yeah, Michael and or Bruce Kiss. played. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I saw him down in Philly at a, oh, okay. a little place. Johnny Brenda's. It's a right. little joint. Right. Um yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, there's there's few bands that I can get the pass from the home home life here, where I'm oh, like, I need to drive to you know you know Philly from here is like a seven hour drive. Same you know New York's about the same, right. so it's kind of a haul. So yeah, there's a few bands where I can get a pass. There's worse things you could be uh, into, Joe. You could be like a gambler, a degenerate gambler, or something. It's basically harmless, right? Listen, to, <laughs> this, yeah, tell my this wife. noise stuff dads into. It's, it's harmless. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> Um, all right, so this next one, it's almost like the uh, ballad. You know how every record has to have like a ballad? <laughs> this is kind of like that. Uh, it's got, dare I say, the guitar. He's playing arpeggios in this. Oh, I, uh, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I've played oh, yeah. guitar for a long time, You're... but I don't. Again, I use a guitar. I'm, I'm kind of like Bruce. I use right. a guitar, but well, I don't know what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, they do too. So I wonder who's playing the arpeggio. Maybe it's that other guy who he said could actually play it. Maybe it's the other guy playing the arpeggio. <laughs> I'm not sure, huh? Yeah, let's, let's listen to Bone. And eventually, it, it, yeah, it sort of devolves into this like psychedelic type outro. Um, but yeah, I, I see what you mean about you hear the, you could hear the room that they're playing in with the drum. You know, when the drummer is yep. hitting it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's almost and like then, you're you know, there. Robbie plays kind of just off, but he consistently plays just off. Yes. Yes. Right. On those right. hits, you know. Yeah. 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 And the, and the last song, like he's playing almost all snare, but you hear a floor tom too. But he plays the snare like super heavy. It's almost you know he's kind of oh, playing yeah. it undrummer like. Yes, you know? for sure. Um, and then sometimes yeah. it just sounds like he he like fell down a flight of stairs with the drums, and it's just when he gets <laughs> the cymbal sometimes. Uh, <laughs> but it's effective. But it's, it, all, it's all very effective. Yeah, that Chris. You know, I never uh, really, I, I never really realized it was another person playing on this record. I'm I was idiot, wondering that because that I, I'm I just, obsessed with records and I don't know anything about them. Um, <laughs> But he, yeah, he played on all but just a few, and he definitely plays on that track. So that might be him playing that because that's not a sound that I really have ever heard. Right, um, right, right. Michael right. Morley do on anything else, and yeah. I have like, you know, nearly yeah. everything he's put out. <laughs> that's funny. Hmm. All right, so this one, uh, uh, very interesting because it uh, crossed. Uh, just starts out like kind of you know just a uh, their you know normal, more noisy type thing, but then they've got like this uh, church choir that comes in, right? Mm -hmm. And what did it? Yeah, some kind I, I don't of know. Gregorian chant sample or something. Is that what it is? Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm not Jewish. So I, I mean, no Jewish yeah. uh, chanting, but <laughs> and I don't even know much of that either. But let's listen to this little bit of cross.
this is another thing you know as you listen as i as i listen to it over and over then eventually i like know when parts are coming and it's like oh, okay the, the choir is coming you know and you know and you sort of anticipate it and uh it's it's interesting like i said uh that's you know that's that's what i love about doing this show is i get things that i've never heard not not so much things like this that are so out there but still it's like you know it's it's interesting to sort of take away your preconceived notions about music and just listen to right. different, you know, your, your earlier comment about the velvet underground re reference. Um, like for this song, if you think about how Robbie's playing this really monotonous snare hit thing right. and Bo Tucker does that a ton. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. You just sure. don't like a lot of times you don't notice it. Right. It sort of blends in perfectly with the songs, right. but you listen like, cause she plays the drum kit kind of, you know, she's played, I think standing up. Right. Yeah, yeah, she would turn the kick drum uh, on its side and just basically play it like a tom, like another tom. Right, so it changes then what you play because you can't play the, the quote, normal rock exactly. setup, right? Uh, so it changes, you know, how a song gets put together, the rhythm that the song goes on. Um, and that's, you know, that's, I think, a little a little reference here. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if he was, like, you know, directly referencing her, but it's that same idea of, like, this repetitive, non-normal drumming way of making a song keep going right right uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, at the beginning there's a sample that almost sounds like the velvet underground oh well there's I like this little guitar that comes in yes yeah i didn't read and i didn't read anything specifically but i can't imagine them not being fans of velvet and not you know being exposed to them early on yeah the, know, there's been a lot written about new zealand music um both you know the free noise side of things like this and then the pop side like the clean i don't know if you're familiar with the clean and familiar with bands like the clean yes, and yes. yeah so there's a lot of references to basically how the velvet underground are really the root to a lot of those bands oh yeah like a, the root to a lot of new zealand music is the velvet underground rather than you know the beatles and the stone <laughs> right 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 um, right yeah yeah yep. makes sense um all right so this next one calling slowly another like almost song like almost you could say oh it's almost like a song this one gave me again here i go with the comparisons but uh my bloody valentine i, I get a little uh my no. bloody valentine vibe on on this one uh especially you know the earlier really dense stuff dense like earlier stuff like they didn't you know like later they they became a pop band or something <laughs> <laughs> um, i see i see the Vel or my bloody valentine being the opposite I think they were first a pop band, and didn't they? They were more. Yeah, I guess they did. Yeah, you're you're probably right. <laughs> I don't know. Come on, Joe. You you've listened to this show. You know, I, right. half the time I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. All right, let's listen to a little bit of Calling Slowly. Still, Robbie Yates like sort of fighting against playing because sometimes he locks yeah. into kind of a cool beat, but you hear him fighting against it almost. You know, I can see your My Valentine reference right there. Right, it right. definitely yeah, it, yeah. it does. It has a similar rhythm to the songs on 
what isn't anything or like the pre-loveless stuff right it, it, yeah where, that's where what i was thinking okay so i'm not yeah. totally yeah, yeah, yeah. no 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 you're not <laughs> yeah and then even then like michael's singing and he's singing kind of a neat melody like yeah his yeah, lyrics yeah are, for sure you know but you know again it's that space the space of the recording it becomes it an extra be instrument in everything yeah yeah, right. yeah, yeah 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 it's like uh martin swope in uh mission of burma oh yeah yeah i don't know the <laughs> reference no, no, dude. Mission to Burma is a band that I um, started finally getting into because of your show. Oh, good. So started tracking down that and Volcano Suns. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, um, yeah. That's so these are these are records that are like I knew the names. I knew the bands, you know, Volcano right. Suns. I know what's his name. Right. You know, I'm used for Lack fan and stuff. And yeah, uh, what's his name? Rob Weston, who is in Volcano Suns. And yes, um, yes, yes, yes. And then okay. in, in uh, Shellac and stuff like that. But a bunch of other bands. Um but you, yeah, you turned me on to that. Uh, so I'm still tracking oh, nice. down Mission of Burma songs. Or See, kids, even someone as hip as hip as Joe Tune is still. Uh, uh, dude, has no, blind spots. I constantly, I constantly have holes in my right, no. right holes. That's what constantly. I said. There's, there's no oh, way not constantly. to. The only person that doesn't, uh, according to him, is Rat. He's heard everything in the world. Um, dude, I didn't. <laughs> I listened to Suicide for the first time right after um, he died. Like, oh wow, you know, okay. And that's what I was like, oh, shit, I should listen to uh, Suicide. Oh, I yeah. listened to it, and I'm like, oh, what the hell? What was I thinking? Like, I know. They're, almost, that's almost, they're almost like Ground Zero. As much as Velvet Underground, they're Ground Zero for a lot of this shit that, that you love. So, yeah, and yeah, think yeah. about, you know, at the time, like, then I started reading up on the idea that they were playing these punk shows, and punks hated them. Right, yes. They <laughs> yes. didn't get it. It's like, yeah, well, talking about I'm that. like, well, they're way more punk rock than you guys are. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Tom um, Smith was telling yeah. the story about he was in Oh, yeah, he talked about that. He was the only one who liked that. <laughs> yeah, so there's con- there's constantly holes in my thing that I'm always trying to fill. Yeah, and, so uh, that's good. And well, sometimes there are bands that I didn't get into, and other bands I'm like, eh, I don't really need to listen to them. But yeah, right, right. Well, yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah. But at least you you're always going to give it a shot, give it a chance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of definitely. Course. Yeah. All right. So the final thing on here was, I guess it was originally a single, like a freestanding single, I believe, and then uh, so it does kind of have a detached feel for me to the rest of the record i don't know it, it, but it's also my favorite thing probably my favorite track on the record yeah i think it maybe was it not on the cassette yeah probably wasn't on a cassette originally right i don't think so and i think it was originally a single with barry yeah. like the long barry on one side and Helen oh Sentis. that's what it yeah that was a 12 inch yeah that and that, inch, that exactly. stuff got reissued too um and uh bada bing i think it is right and jag jaguar have been reissuing stuff so yes Oh, I actually, duh. I saw the I saw the Dead Sea in New York too, uh, years before. Oh, okay. Uh, kind of a big place. It was kind of a bummer because it was at like Bowery Ballroom or something like that. Oh, <laughs> so it was kind of you know it was kind of big, right? Ish, you know, um, for a show like this. But yeah, that's when the reissues like they had like three reissues that came out around that time that like expanded into double LPs and they combined a bunch of stuff and that was so I was in my heyday. Um, but that was, yeah, Helen said and and Barry, the longer version of Barry. Yeah, um, yeah. And this, it, yeah. yeah, this is probably my favorite, probably because it feels the most, for me, th- thought out. So it has more, it, it's more for my old rock dude sensibilities can make more sense of it, you know, <laughs> than some of the, uh, than some of the other stuff. Definitely, I, I hear why Thurston Moore loves these guys, you know, when you hear something like this. Uh, mm-hmm. um, all right, let's listen to a little bit of Helen Sippins.
she said, I don't need you. I don't want you. So, yeah, it sounds like he's going for it on this one, you know? Yeah, and that one, I mean, you know, if people ask me, like, what does Dead Sea sound like, I would say closest is early Sonic Youth. Yeah, right. It, right. It, Exactly. Like that one's, the, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's exactly like what early, I've written down here. Early Sonic Youth. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the Sonic yeah. Youth comparisons. Of early Sonic Youth are really obvious here. But then another, again, this driving late at night thing. The final five minutes of this uh, of this song, which is the you know uh, the um, final song on it, sounds. You know what it sounds. You know what I sound. It's it sounds like a mastodon slowly dying. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> And it's, yeah, it's just got kind of this haunting thing. This is too little bit of the end of the would tell people um uh i used to go to the uh every year rat has the international noise conference and you go and you know some some of the acts are just horrible but some of the sometimes you you see something or you hear something and you just like sort of get enveloped in whatever it is they're doing and you could feel the whole room sort of being in on it and it's and it's cool because it's different it's not you know what you'd expect it's not like everyone rocking out to this rock band it's something different but you can you can get uh, there is uh, there is a difference between it done well, right? And then it just done yeah. by yeah, some uh, dirty, smelly noise kids that are horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We just we just did a, a INC-inspired show up here last weekend. My buddy Cameron put one on. Oh, nice. Um, I mean, we've hosted, like, when INC has gone on tour, you know, we'll, we'll like, book those for rat and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But this was a similar, like, two stages, 15-minute sets. That's it. But no same more. thing, like, no you know, laptops. like, third... No droning. Exactly. No drones, no laptops, right? And what's the third, um, the third thing? We had 13, we had like 13 bands playing. I mean, my buddy booked it. I didn't, I, yeah. I played it, but I didn't book okay, it. Okay, nice. Um, but there was like 13 and, you know, out of that, there were a few that were like people blown away and like zoned yeah. out to. And, you yeah. know, like the performance was just like mesmerizing. Right, And right. then other ones where you're like, well, oh, whatever. The well, it's like I always tell people, it's not, even if you hate something, it's going to be over in like 10 minutes. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're right. That, that That's the thing. You'll get these uh, things that are uh, transcendent, you know, is the word. It right, be right, right, transcendent. right. And it yeah. is. It's a real thing. So, uh, you know, whatever. Hater, you haters out there, you could uh, you send Joe. Maybe we'll give Joe. What's your email address? They can email you directly. <laughs> I don't need to hear it. <laughs> Joe at carbonrecords.com. There, there you go. <laughs> no, no, thanks. Uh, I appreciate it, Joe. I, I, I always know you're going to bring something interesting and cool. And uh, I, the, the fir- when I first listened to it, I said, oh, well, fuck. <laughs> but, uh, no, no. When's, I, a, when's the first time you listened to it? Like, was it a year or however long ago when I mentioned? No, no. Music? Just when I knew I had oh, to be just uh, <laughs> doing it. You just said, I go, okay, the Dead Sea, that sounds cool. They sound cool. <laughs> I didn't check it out at all now. I go, you know, because every week I do a show, so I got to like, uh, I can't really That's listen a ton to of work. stuff until yeah. the week before. But um, yeah, no, I appreciate so, it. Go yeah, ahead. I would I would say you should check out Usa Kills. Too. Are you a T-Rex fan? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not a, I, uh, that's one of my holes. Right. I don't know a lot about T-Rex or Mark Bolin. Okay, there's still time, there's still time. Yeah, no, totally. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you should check out that record, because I, like, a lot of people complain about that one as being too poppy. (laughs) I I love that. No matter how, Um, no matter how, uh, you know, uh, noisy something band, there'll be some, someone that thinks they're too, yeah. And what I don't get is it came out before this too, so it's not like right. you know no one complains about this one. Everyone like really? this. Well, this one yeah. like I, it, yeah. it's funny actually. 
I found because I always like I like to look up and see what other people think of it reviews and on some sites it's so funny because it'll be it'll be totally either it'll be five star people talking about it how they love it and then one star people right. are like what the fuck this is horrible <laughs> and I love it it's great <laughs> I did take a clip from Wikipedia there's a quote that says the wire included trapdoor fucking exit in their list of 100 records that set the world on fire while no one was listening Ah, that's good. There you <laughs> Which go. Which I kind of find, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a record that I think uh, shows up on people's lists. Yeah, even yeah, for sure. Be like, what? Does, yeah. Who's that? You know? Yep. Um, I mean, Harsh Seventies Reality is another one. That was like, I was teetering between those two, and that was one that came out. That was like a record or two after this one. Oh, okay. And that's another one that everyone like, you know, yeah. loves. I I love. It. I I had a hard time kind of picking my favorite Dead Sea record, of course. Yeah. But, no, this was cool. It, um, it has a cool yeah. name, and it has actually. I like the cover. I like how stark it is, and just the whole the whole vibe of it. I I think is cool, mm-hmm. so I like it. Um. So cool. Joe, where's the bet? If people want to check out Carbon Records, what's going on with you? Your uh your show, your radio show. What's the best place to get into the Joe Tunis world? Uh, well, carbonrecords.com and I have a Bandcamp page that I think there's a, probably a link somewhere up there. It's like carbon-records.bandcamp.com. Right. I have a bunch of new things coming out. Some Bardo Pond related things I can't talk about just yet Ooh. coming out. Um, I have Reynolds. I don't know if you know who Reynolds are. Argentinian um, free noise band. They've been I'm around forever. No. I think Thurston Moore probably lauded them as of the course. best band. <laughs> Um, I'm sure so I have an LP of theirs coming out, um, and I have a Lauren uh, Connors reissue coming out. Oh, nice! Um, I don't know if you know his solo guitar player. Um, I, I I always pick his songs for it's either him or Bar Pond for your uh, Patreon submissions. Oh, okay, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's a solo guitar, solo guitar player from uh, New York City, previously New Haven, Connecticut. So All right, awesome. reissuing a, an old CD of his on vinyl. So. And you're probably, you're you're kind of on you're on hold with the podcast right now, or it's gonna come back? Yeah, not out of. I'm just late. I got wicked busy towards the end of summer, and um, yeah, That's I will okay. get back to it. Yeah, okay. no, no, I have a good, I have a good interview with Chris Brokaw, um, that I'm editing right now. I don't know if you know Chris. Um, I know he was in uh, Codeine. Um, he was in Come. Do you know the band Come from? Yes, I, uh, I do. Daily Zadik. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. So he was in that, and their records are getting reissued, like as we speak. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, yeah, and uh, he was in Codeine, which was a New York City like yes, I, I remember slopecore. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he does a soundtrack work and stuff like that. I was very intimidated <laughs> talking to him because that was like one of my first interviews with someone I didn't really know. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Personally, you know, right? Uh, I was a little intimidated, but yeah, he was super nice. So hopefully that that might be out by the time this comes out. Who knows? All right, awesome. Well, um, we'll put it. I have yeah. your uh, your. Um, on the uh, episode page, we'll have a link to you and whatever's going on with your stuff we'll have on there also. Yeah. Um, thanks a lot for listening, guys. Don't forget uh, Instagram, Facebook. You can find me at That Record Got Me High. Also, that Facebook group got me high. Uh, Twitter at TRGMH Podcast. And you can email me at TRGMH33 at gmail.com. Most importantly, Joe mentioned it Patreon. You can go to patreon.com and become a patron of the show. We have, by the time you hear this, yeah, we would have had our Halloween episode, our patron curated Halloween episode. Joe, why didn't you get on that? I, I'm sorry. No, I, no, yeah. sorry. We got a lot of great, it's great. Anyway, I've been too no. busy. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know. You're a busy guy. No, we got a lot of great, uh, it, it's fun. It's, it's out already. By the time you hear this, it'll be out. But um, yeah, yeah. Those are uh, a lot of fun to listen to. They, yeah. Thanks. I, yeah, and they're fun to do. They're easy for me because uh, the patrons do most <laughs> of the work. But uh, yeah, I'd really appreciate it, guys. Uh, if you listen to the show and you're a regular listener, go to Patreon, become a patron. Uh, right, it's the right thing to do. Uh, also, subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you are. If you have not clicked subscribe, do it. I, I don't know why everyone says to say that. I don't know wh- how it helps me, but I think it does. So just do it. Uh, Joe, once again, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for time. It was fun. All right, see you guys next week. We're out of here. Yeah, sorry. I think the volume is going to be kind of low, but I don't know if I could help that. So that's fine. I'm going to put the actual music in, you know, when I edit the episode, though. So. Oh, right, right. Or the music or whatever it is you want to call this. this is. <laughs> music, music. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs>